0: My name is Andranik Eskandarian, and you are listening to Team Talk.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Team Talk. I'm your host, Artif Techari. Really glad that you can join us. Now, for this edition of Team Talk, we'll be talking about possible Team Legionnaire call And as we all know, building depth will always be crucial for the success of a national team. So a question lately is, is it time for Dragan Skocic to do what Carlos Queiroz did when he was head coach of Iran? As we know, Carlos Queiroz recruited players that come to Team the national team of Iran. For instance, we can remember, of course, players like Ashkan Edejaga, Reza Guchanejad, players that were born in Iran but were raised in European countries and also, we need to include players that were not born in Iran, but but have parents that are born in Iran. Instead, players like Daniel Davari, Omida Nazari, Stephen Beitashour, also Saman Godous. And joining me for today's edition of Team Elite Talk, first, let's welcome Arya Alaverdi. Arya, how you doing, man?
0: Uh, very good, man. Glad to be back on the podcast. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a, a podcast, but. Uh, it's an interesting topic today, and I'm happy to be on with my friend Dara as well. Uh, a lot of good discussion.
1: Yes, first of all, thank you, Arya. And as well, Arya Alaverdi is, a, is one of the Iranian football analysts who's very well known on social media. And next joining us, as Arya also, also said, we have Dara Zarandi, who's contributed before with PersianFootball.com and has also done social media work. Uh, Dara. Good to have you back. And I'd also like to make this announcement official that R&D is now officially part of Team Eli Talk. And Dara, I am really excited for this and thank you for the work you do as well. And looking forward to continuing to spread the word of the Iranian national team.
2: Yeah, thanks, Dara. Good to be on the pod um, and definitely excited to help you uh, with this mission of kind of growing Iranian football uh, and the knowledge of it. So I'm happy to be on the pod today with you and my friend Arya, and we'll definitely have some interesting stuff to discuss.
1: Okay, so let's get right to it. Going to go by, we're going to break this down by positions, and we're starting with the center back position first. And ironically, this is the perfect place to start because Dara, you interviewed Ryan Tafazoli before, and this was this of course was an art, and this article was uh, was on Persianfootball.com a few years ago. And so first we're starting with center back we have Ryan Tafazoli currently playing for Hull City in the Championship the second level of football in England he is 28 years old he has not been he's not played for England at the youth uh, at the youth level the other center back we're talking about is Sean Sabetkar, currently playing in the Superettan the second level of football in Sweden for his team called Vasteras so first I'm going to start with you Dara you know obviously not a surprise. I mentioned earlier, you mentioned, excuse me, you interviewed Ryan Tafazoli. So what would you say, like if someone were to ask, like, how likely is it for Ryan Tafazoli to be called up to Iran? And, you know, is this a player you really want to see called up to Team LE?
2: How likely is it? On a scale of 1 to 10, if I had to to rate it that way, I would say it's probably a 5 or a 6. The only thing that I, I think it makes him deserving of of a call-up at this point um it's just the simple fact that we truly do lack depth in that area um he's big he's physical he's playing at a high level um he doesn't get a whole lot of minutes for his club i think he probably plays like once every four or five games uh based on like what i've seen this year so far for hall city um and uh, he, he, is, he is just truly playing at, at a higher level than really any other, any Iranian centre-back besides Najid Hosseini who's playing for Travzon Spore. Um, so I just think like K. Roche, he built this, this, this message that I think, you know, really resonated with a lot of the younger players um, that, you know, have, have gone on to Europe in the last few years that just like pretty much just sending a message saying, you know, if you're playing at a higher level, in Europe, you're going to get the opportunity to get invited and, and, and you know just really show what you got. And to keep that message going, you need to at least give a, a guy like Tafazoli a shot. Um, and from, from what I've seen from Scorchage so far, he did say he is keeping tabs on Iranian players who are playing in Europe. So um, we'll find out soon if that's uh, Tafazoli, if he's a part of that. Um, I wouldn't be super surprised, but I also wouldn't be surprised... Um, I, I wouldn't be su- surprised if he does get called up. I wouldn't be super surprised if he doesn't. So um, it's kind of like a 50-50 with, with Tafazoli.
1: Okay, Arya, your turn. You know, we're looking at both these center backs, and I men- we mentioned, of course, Ryan Tafazoli and Sean Savitzkar. Between the two, which one do you think has a better shot at being called up? And, you know, you are obviously a huge fan of Majid Hosseini. and what can you say in regards to the depth at the centre-back position currently for the national team of Iran?
0: Yeah, Dara are absolutely right in saying um, that the, the centre-back depth is low in terms of probably young centre-backs. There's not that many uh, that are playing at a good level. Obviously, Magido Saini being 23 years old. Uh, you've got a couple of other ones in the, in the league, uh, like Salimi, um, I think is is doing really well this season. He uh, yeah, had the previous season for for Tour he have also got uh, more odd demand for Paddy Day, uh, Shireen Corder, who's who's had a really good couple of years at that club. Um, there's not that many other players uh, that have come through. Um, obviously Yaz he's come through a couple of couple last couple seasons. He's been decent, but I think the real issue and one of the things that Kairos touched on a lot when he was calling up centre-backs and one of the main reasons why he dropped Jarrah Hosseini was the age of centre-backs because we've always had like um, older kind of experienced uh, players at that position montazeri Saderi, Hosseini uh, and he really wanted to stop that from happening every every single World Cup where we have that old centre-back who's just going to start and take the position up and I think we need to start producing these kind of because that's a, it's a super important position for us. Um, and looking at Tafazoli, for example, he's going to be 29 this year. I don't know if he's going to impact um, much in the national team at that age. I don't. I just don't think it's like an age where you'd be like, OK, this guy's going to get called up and then have an impact at the, at the next World Cup, for example. I, I don't see it. Um, and looking at players like uh, Majid Hosseini, somebody who, who's moved to Europe at a young age, you know we can expect him to be at the next two World Cups, for example. Um, but to answer your question, um, it to about uh, Subid and Tafazoli getting called up, in terms of how likely it is, I would I would say unlikely at the, at this point. Uh, it's not it's not it's not a hatred on them. I'm not trying to like a lot of people think that I've obviously said things on Twitter or whatever that like you know. Against, the, I don't mean it in a bad way, but we have to produce a squad where we're not we're not producing a squad that's gonna uh, bring down the younger players because they're the, really the important fundamentals of a squad for national team. If we're if we're gonna focus on, let's give me a quick example. I won't, I won't I won't make it too long, but, but you have Persepolis fans who are asking for Khalid Zidane to get called up. A guy who's just turned 20, 31, I think it was yesterday or today, and people are still asking for him to get called up. But, like, how is he going to change in two years' time that's going to help the national team at the World Cup? You can't keep asking for a guy who, first of all, has a terrible attitude and, second of all, isn't at the right age for a World Cup. Um, You know, I think it's a real shame that fans in Iran don't understand that. Um. Again, I'm not. am not trying to hate on any kind of players. I, I wish them the best, and you know, Tafazoli, Of course, he's playing in a championship. It's a, it's a, really tough league. Um, but realistically, we need to bring in players who are talented at this stage, where we can implement them into national team. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with with these players.
1: From my point of view, I'm just gonna straight up say it. I would be perfectly fine with Tafazoli receiving a call up, but I'm also gonna, and I'm also gonna add to it that. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like a 50-50 thing. You know, will he be called up? You know, it's hard to, this is something that's hard to predict. I just feel like he would deserve a call up because he's playing in the championship and that is a very, very competitive league. But when talking about Sean Sabetkar, you know, playing for Basteras in the Super like I mentioned earlier, that's the second level of football in Sweden. Would you guys feel that, you know, if his team were to be pushing, you know, to get a promotion spot to the top flight, of sweden would that would you do you think that would increase his chances of getting a call up to iran i'll go first to you uh, dara
2: maybe um i i just think that like and again also like Arya, no disrespect to like any of these guys that we're talking about here but like i just look at like where he is where he's at in his career and at, being in his mid-20s already um you know i i just don't think that he's going to be a guy that would have something more to offer than the current crop of, of like young center backs we have in the league who've been playing well. Um, I know Ari has mentioned a few guys before, but um, th- there's nothing that I can really see that would like, unless he were to like, let's just say his team was to go to the top flight and he was to be putting in really impressive performances, unless that were to happen I don't think that he will actually get considered or should be considered.
0: Most of these players we haven't actually seen. Sabitkar is a guy that I have personally watched a couple of times, uh, just because I, I like I like to follow these kind of players. I like to follow centre-backs. Uh, he's a good player. He's a very physical player. He's very quick. Um, if you don't know, Sabitkar is actually a physio in real life. He's got a second job. So he's not he's not committed to football in that kind of way for it to be considered to play for a national team, it's a really big step for him in his life, um, you know, to take a big step from being a, a physio part, part-time, also being a footballer, and then playing for the national team. I don't see it happen. I don't think he really wants it either. I don't mean it like he doesn't want to play for national, team, but I don't think he needs it in his career just now. And I don't think he'll ever reach that kind of uh, level, but he's a good player. He's a good player, and he's playing at a good level, Um We'll see, I, I he won't, I don't think he'll get called up I don't think he'll get called up But it's a, it's a really good thing to, to, to look at these players and say Look, we have these players in Europe Um, Let's try and build on that Let's try and see if we can maybe get a guy in five years' time And maybe catch him really, really early If we'd caught Sobid car earlier on in his career Maybe it would have would have been better And that's probably a downfall on... Um, what do you call it scouting and uh, recruitment in iran that we don't we don't see these players earlier enough you, you, maybe we could have had sabit kar playing in the u19s when he was 19 years old it didn't happen you know it's a shame but you know that that's that's something that we need to we need to say we have just now that's our problem and then maybe in 5 years time we focus on trying to bring these players to the u19 u17 u21s um and and work from there
1: i right, was well, speaking of the younger ages. I like I like the point you brought up, Arya. Let's move Let's move forward now to the left back position. And this is a position that Iranian football fans and analysts always talk about. There's always been times where we've heard in the past, "Oh, we need a good left back. We need a good left back." And Arya, let's start first. Uh, you know, with the homework you've done, of course. And also, I'd like to thank you for you know coming up with this list as well. Uh, first, uh, first with the with we have three left backs we can mention. First, we have Kouroush, Kadejani playing for Norshoping at the U-17 level. And Norshoping is a team in the top flight of Sweden, the Osvenskan. He is 17 years old. He has represented Sweden at the U-15 level. We also have Davod Arzani playing for Hamkam in the in the Obos and He's 19 years old, playing in the second level of football in Norway. And also Arash Ahmadi playing for Norwich City at the U-18 level. Uh, level in england he is 17 years old and he was born in iran but let's start first let's start first with korush kadejani so he's been captive for sweden at the youth level u15 but he is 17 he's 17 years old and playing for norshoping at the youth level so you know what can you say about uh, korush kadejani Arya, in terms of his potential
0: like it's really good to see that we've got players playing at U fifteen, U seventeen level in Sweden, for example. Because like the point being is we have to catch these players really early in their in their career. Um, you know, we we didn't have enough left backs at a young age. <laughs> Mele M- Muhammad really been one of the only left backs they've had uh, who's been solid for the last couple of years, and and we need to start bringing these players in. I don't get why our our left back in the U U I think it's the U twenty threes is is Hakim Zadeh. A guy who didn't even do anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, why? Why are we calling these guys up when I mean, we've got players who are playing at a decent level in Europe, getting coached by good coaches, playing in the U fifteen of Sweden, but he could easily be playing for Iran. Um I don't know why why it's not happening. The recruitment in Iran is real, really poor.
1: OK, Dara, now for you, when you look at the list of these three left backs out of the three, which player do you think has the which player do you think is most likely to be called up by the national team of Iran?
2: I think that for me, which one catches my eye is this Arash Ahmadi kid, um, knowing he was number one born in Iran and number two, um, he's playing on a Premier League team's youth side. Um, that, that's definitely big and uh, as Ari was also saying about like the fact that uh, the importance of catching them while they're young is, is very very important um, and bring them into like th- this kid could very well be um, deserving of like a call to the U19 side um, getting him acclimated to football in Iran and, and, and just being in the national team scene on the youth level um, I think he's a, he's a really interesting player just because of really where he's at. Um, and if I had to pick one of uh, one of these guys, I would say he's the one that interests me the most.
0: I want to just add on to that. Like, uh, obviously, Davo Orzani hasn't been mentioned uh, much by Dovod Orzani. If you've not seen him play, he's got videos on YouTube. He's a really good player. He's a very good left-back. Um, somebody who's been talked about quite a lot about getting moves to the Norwegian top flight. Uh, he, he made his debut this season in this in a second division but he's somebody who uh, is one to look out for he's a really good left back and uh, along with these two other guys ahmadi and, and Kari Johnny you know we're looking at good talented young players in, in europe who are, are doing that and if we can get these guys to the national team at one point in their career then you know the more the merrier really
1: all right, with these three left backs, like we mentioned, Kadejani, Arzani, Ahmadi, something they all have in common is that they are very young. And of course, with being you know, being at this age, there's also the potential to also be playing at a higher level. And I think of course this is something not a shock. We all know this, you know, this is something that all these players want. But I mean, but for where they are right now, they are definitely in a they're definitely in good situations and and like um like Arya mentioned, yes, Davod Arzani yeah. Definitely has a lot of potential as well. And, you know, anytime we hear about a young left back, it's always something that we're, you know, interested interested in, you know, learning more about. So I really think, you know, these are three players that all Iranian football fans should really keep an eye on. Now, moving on to the right back position. First, we have David Rezaian playing for Pogon Szczecin at the U19 level. That's the Polish Youth League. He's 17 years old. He's already been capped for Poland at the U17 level. We also have Bijan Dalvan playing for Stad Lausanne in the Swiss Challenge League. That's the second level of professional football in Switzerland. He is twenty-one years old. He is actually he's half Iranian and half French. And from what I understand, he is a big fan of Melli, the national team of Iran. So between these two players, first I'm gonna start with you, Arya. Between these two players, I mean, what can you say in, in terms of in terms of potential, and, and what would you want to say about Rezayan considering that he's already played for Poland at the U17 level?
0: Well, I'll start with uh, Bijan Dalvan. Bijan Dalvan is a guy who was a centre-back at a younger age. Uh, he's quite a tall player. Um, he played in the Swiss Top Flight League at, w- at one point uh, in the youth level. Um, he played in the, U- in the UEFA Youth League, which is the, the same league as the, it goes in line with the Champions League. So if your team's playing in the Champions League, you're, you're playing in the same way, like in the same group stages as the Champions League, but for the youth level. Uh, so he played in that. Uh, I think it was for uh, Sion, if that, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, obviously that's a good experience for him. I've watched him play recently. He's been playing at right back uh, this season in the Challenge League, and he's a decent player. I, I don't think he's somebody who I think would ever really get called up because he's 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 almost too tall, for a right back, I don't think he, I, th- I feel like he should be playing at centre back. Um, but he's one to look at. He's definitely one to look at, and, and the Swiss league is decent, good, really good uh, level. Um, and obviously Rezaion playing in, in the P- P- Polish youth league, which is basically the 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 highest league for the youth level. Um, and I think Pogon are the are also, if I'm not mistaken, in the in the top flight league. Again, he's playing in the Poland U17. He's obviously talented. Uh, we keep an eye on him. I don't think he's really going to consider. It's difficult to say that he'll pick Iran, uh, Poland, or sorry, he'll pick Iran over Poland. It's t- if he's playing for the Polish U17s, it's tough to then pick Iran after that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Okay. Now, Dara, you know, in terms of, when talking about Bijan Dalvan, you know, Arya mentioned that he's pretty tall, and you know, he's pretty tall for a right back. But you know, so of course, I'd like to hear input on that as well. But you know, what can you say in terms of uh, football in Switzerland? Because we know there's really good, there's there's been some pretty good teams at the top flight that you know that we've heard of before. But in general, what what have you got to say about the about Swiss football and Bijan Dalvand and his potential?
2: I mean, Swiss football in general, it, it, it's historically you know they, they have produced great players uh their league has produced good foreign players as well um a lot of like you know foreign players have gone there um even from in recent years i know like japan um has had a few of their players playing there and have gone on to you know go on to bigger clubs and whatnot so it's it's definitely been um swiss football has definitely been a like a good respectable league um and a good respectable national side um I I think he's interesting. I think that we th- this is definitely one of the areas that that we lack some some depth in is is also the, the fullback area. Um, and him him being tall doesn't necessarily concern me, um, because if anything, he, like he's just someone who could kind of be, uh, you know, come in as like a, a potentially a, a versatile player who could be rotated from uh, right back to center back. Um, but just being that we. Being that this is an area we, we truly do lack some some depth in in the national team, um, he could be interesting. I mean, he, he uh, again, just kind of like car uh, where um, how I was mentioning, like, you know, I, I personally don't think he would get considered unless he was going to the top flight and actually... You know, putting in good performances for you know uh, a consistent period of time. I think it's the same thing applies to um, Dalvan. And um, if he was to go to a, a Swiss top flight team and be putting in some good performances, then at that point um, we can talk more seriously about a call-up. But until then, I don't really think it's um, it's realistic.
1: No, still sticking on Dalvan real quick. You know, when looking at his uh, information, he's also able to play as a defensive midfielder or or as a central midfielder. So do you feel like that? definitely you know increases his stock a little more sure um
2: the versatility is always a good thing it never hurts to have, have a guy who you can put in a few different positions and i think um like we we know for sure that's definitely something carers like um let's see how much scorchage is going to value that because we we don't really know what his squad selection will look like being that he hasn't um had somebody who Uh, You know, he he has he hasn't had he hasn't had any call-ups and he hasn't necessarily um, been able to you know prove what he what he likes. We know Cairo absolutely loved guys who could play in multiple positions. And um, while we're on the subject, center mid is another area where we could use a little bit more depth in as well. So um, you know, if he again if he's able to prove himself like as you know um, as as a great player in uh, in in their top flight in the Swiss top flight. Sure, uh, I would definitely say let's call him up.
0: I was just going to add, Dijan um, Dalvan. He's also a set piece taker for his team. Um, he does take he takes the corners, takes the free kicks. Um, so he's quite a good player. I mean, I'm not saying he's he's not he's, he's too tall for right-back in a sense that he's, he's not that he can't play there. From what I've seen of him, I've seen some of his highlights. I saw some of his um his uh, compilation videos recently, and. He seems like he seems a, a little bit too slow for us a right back. But like you said, Dara, Dar, he could definitely come in and be like a Khan a de at the World Cup twenty eighteen. You know, somebody who's like a right back but also a centre back and gives us a defensive cover if we need it. So yeah, for sure. Maybe one day and actually like, like you were saying about um about um uh, what's the guy's name? Who was the guy a after Capazzoli? Sabedgar. Uh, Sabaggar. Yeah. So like you saying, like if we had caught a sub with Carr early, it would have been great because we could have played him in the U19s. Obviously, Bijan Dalman's a little bit older, but if because we, we're catching him at 21, 22 years old, he's got a better chance now to get called up.
1: Well, based on you know, Arya, based from what you've been saying and so far, you know, I'm really enjoying this discussion. You know, Arya, you mentioned the fact that he takes those set pieces, you know, free kicks. Obviously, for me, for me hearing that, that's already enough for me to say that. I like what I'm hearing because, you know, whenever I think about Iranian players taking set pieces, I always picture in my head Essan Ahad Safi like lining up, lining up, like he has something great coming and it just goes like what, maybe like 30 yards over the bar. But, you know, but we also know that Saman Goduz is the expert with free kicks. So, of course, we'll be looking forward to seeing that, uh, you know, when, you know, when qualifying resumes. Okay, everyone, thank you for listening. That is it for part one of this three-part episode known as the Search for More Legionnaires. Join us in part two when we'll be talking about midfielders and forwards. In the meantime, you know what to do. Find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You know the handle, at Talk. Check out our Tumblr blog as well, and make sure to go to our website, www.teamelitalk.com. And don't forget to go to our YouTube page, where we constantly have new content. Remember, this is Teamele Talk, your source for the latest news on Teamele, the national team of Iran. I am artist Dekhari. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.
2: Hey, this is Omin Nazari, and uh, you are listening to Teamele Talk.